Welcome back to Buckeyes in Maryland. Mac here with co-host Chris. What's Man, up? it feels like we haven't recorded in a long time. <laughs> Definitely does. <laughs> but good to say that we are back. And today's a special episode because I am actually back in Ohio, back home. Um, you know, all, all my family's here. Many of my friends are here. So it's always good to be back home. And with that being said, we'll go ahead and get today's episode kicked off with a bombshell. And that is something that I know Chris has already expressed his uh, (laughs) his displeasure at. And that is Ohio State becoming title game eligible despite not playing six games. So since you don't like this. Since you don't like this decision so much, I'm going to let you have the floor. Listen, the system is rigged. That's not fair. Listen, you should have just sat back, uh, take a little bowl game, and call it a day. 2020 is a crappy year anyway, so just ride with it. Nah, you guys had to complain, you know, to the Big Ten Association that you really want to play a Big Ten, you know, game. <laughs> I can't stand Ohio State. I really can't cry baby asses. Just, just, just stop. Just stop. Give me a year that I have to worry about y'all. Y'all lucky I didn't play Michigan because Michigan would have won. Now you tripping. Now I need some more cheese smoking. <laughs> you got to pass that over here because I don't know what you are. Lucky. Go blue. All I know is that for these last – no, I'm not going to say 10 because we had, we, we had a pretty bad season in 2011 – before Urban Meyer got there. But for these last eight years, Ohio State has been the most consistent team in the Big Ten. So if they were going to choose any team to rally around and try and get into the college football playoff, it makes sense for it to be Ohio State. I mean, like I, I was explaining to you earlier, you know, the whole division benefits from having at least one team from the Big Ten in the playoffs and it starts with having Ohio state play in that title game, because if they don't, then they're looking pretty much from the outside in, to be honest. And I don't understand where your Ohio state hate (laughs) started. I don't know if it's because, you know, the colors, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's blasphemous. Listen, my hate, my hate, my hate, oh, it's, it's all funny games because you have to see a diehard like yourself, Ohio State fan. No matter, it's not even Michigan. If you guys lose one game, it's like the whole state goes silent, and I love it. <laughs> I love to see you guys' so sadness. I love it. We don't lose that often. That's, I mean, it's like I'll equate it to the Patriots, to, uh, you know, outside of this season. The Patriots were the one consistent team in football. You knew that they were going to be uh, near lock to win the division just about every year with Tom Brady. And now that they have Cam Newton, they still have a shot at making the playoffs, but it's a completely different looking team. Cam Newton has thrown under 10 touchdowns, but he's also rushed for, I think, 11, yep. 10 or 11 touchdowns. So. I mean, that's that's a pretty different change in style. But the point is, Ohio State is consistent. It's the one, one of those consistent teams in football, like Alabama. But we don't lose that often. 
Ohio State is the one consistent team in the Big Ten. So that's, you know, there's a correlation between them and New England. They're like Alabama. So, you know, they, they're they a top four team. They should be in the playoffs, regardless of how many games we play this season. I think that we've proven that we should be in the playoffs. Now, if, if they didn't end up playing the title game, and it's still a possibility, bro, that this gets canceled. Um, you know, just like a lot of these other games. If the, if it gets canceled, Ohio State's not playing in the playoffs. Just You heard it here first. If they don't end up playing that title game, Ohio State is not making the playoffs. I hope That's so. just my thoughts on it. <sighs> a lost cause. And, <laughs> and if John... If John were here to talk about this, he, he'd talk about Michigan State and how nobody, if this was anybody else than Ohio State, that uh, you know they wouldn't make an exception. And honestly, I agree with that. But again, it's all about the fact that Ohio State has been consistent and that they really are one of the top, if not top four, if you don't believe they're a top four team, they're at least a top five team in the country. Uh, Justin Fields, go ahead. You should just listen. This is, I don't care. It's just, I'll say it's crybabies. You should have just, you know what? You got you messed up. Your players got COVID. Your coach got COVID. You should have paid attention and, uh, you know, wear your mask. That's their fault. They miss all those games and, all, and the other schools too. So let two other Big Tens represent the division, and that's it. Nope, we got the crybaby O States because they 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 because you guys are five and zero <laughs> and you guys are only playing Big Ten schools. You guys are killing me. You got these other schools playing way more games than you guys. I don't care about revenue. And we still did. You guys walked in a season on top five. How the hell did that happen? They only played five games. We, all, we have for the last three seasons, man. I mean, the Ohio State won the championship not too long ago. I mean, ever since that happened, ever since we won the national championship as a number four seed, by the way, we have always been in the hunt for the for the playoffs. I think we've went to the playoffs four out of the three or four out of the years that we've been qualified to do so. But uh, I mean, that's why. I mean, they're they were coming to this season and they only had a conference schedule. You know, we had a late start. They were only supposed to play eight games. Maryland game got canceled. Uh, the Illinois got game got canceled, I believe, and now the Michigan game. So, I mean, I just don't understand why you don't want to see my team shine. That's all. I hate Ohio <laughs> State, and that's that's it. I'm sticking to my theory. Uh, go if you guys play the game, go Wildcats, baby. Mm-hmm. Whoop Northwestern ain't ain't a bad team, you know. So, I'm I'm. Uh, obviously, I'm very confident that Ohio State's going to, you know, win the game, but it should be good. Stylistically, they have a much different type of offense. But, uh, I mean, you, you look at just the the caliber of players Ohio State has right now. Justin Fields, although, you know, with the lack of games, obviously he's not in the Heisman, uh, Heisman race anymore, so you won't see him there. He's thrown over 1,400 yards, got 15 touchdowns. And he's a very accurate passer, very rarely turns the ball over. But, you know, you got guys like him. Then you got Chris Olave, who's like a top five, maybe top six wide receiver coming into this draft. I mean, 
what more can you ask for? It, it's it's big time. So of course they're wanting to get Ohio State out there. <sighs> I don't know. One, j- just wait. Just wait till this game comes, and I'm gonna call you. <laughs> and we we blow Northwestern out, and then Ohio State makes it into the the playoffs. Then we can talk. All right, that's fine. Hey, that's fine with me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So if they if if they make it to the playoffs, then you can start talking all the shit to me. Just because it'll be that's real. fine. I'm taking bets during the playoffs. Uh, the first game right. where they play the playoffs. All right. <laughs> I'll take you up on whatever bet. That's you fine. Well, all right. Um, moving on. So the next topic is very near and dear to me. Um, if you listen to the last episode, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you'll know that Carson Wentz has uh, had a roller coaster season, and he has just recently been bit uh, benched for Jalen Hurts. And it, a lot of Eagles fans, a lot of fans in general, were of the mindset that it's about damn time, and that they should have been turned the reins over to Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, a few people on this show actually have that same point of view but uh that's neither here nor there Carson Wentz in my opinion still can be a pro bowl caliber quarterback but it remains to be seen if that is going to be in Philadelphia so without further ado I just want my good old friend my old buddy my old pal Chris to tell me what exactly he thinks about this listen it's about damn time I would have done it a couple weeks ago when you guys were like up in the division. You guys, listen, what do you guys got to lose? You guys are in a crappy division, okay? You should have started when you had the chance to, you know, put in Hurts and see what he's made of. Not when you let in the Washington football team. Jesus Christ, they even got a logo. And they're beating you guys. The New York Giants. Don't have nobody. I don't even know how they win it. They even got their, they don't even have their starting quarterback no more. So you guys should have made this, you know, transition a long time ago when you had the chance. Don't get me wrong, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback, but sometimes it ain't your year. So let the next man st- uh, step up. So I think it's a great job. And I think he I, I believe in Hurts. I like Turk he's Alabama and at Oklahoma. I think he's about to do a great job. He's probably going to beat the Saints. If you, if you, if anybody out there, you know, if you listen to me talk, you would think that I didn't like Jalen Hurts, but that's not the case. I really am excited to see what he can do and what he brings to the table as the starter. But what I'm, all I'm saying is, look, Carson has managed to wow us in the past he took a ragtag bunch of guys to the playoffs last season a bunch of no names he was the first quarterback throw over four thousand yards without having a receiver go over 500 yards i mentioned that in the last episode but you know it's true and then quarter you know he he's having the worst season of his career so far obviously so that can't be debated you know the the bad decision making the turnovers that can't be debated but what also has to be taken in consideration is the bad play calling, the numerous amount of injuries. And I know people are going to say, well, excuses, excuses, excuses. Everybody has to deal with the injuries. It's the NFL. And I get that. But it just seems like it just has kept piling on this season for Carson. And he does. He looks lost. You know, he looks like he's lost his confidence a little bit. 
then maybe being benched will help him refocus. And the Eagles do owe him a lot of money over the next couple of seasons. So that's going to keep him tied to Philadelphia, barring some type of miracle trade. But I just think he's gotten a roll into the stick. You know, he, I'm just curious to see if anything really changes with Jalen under center because he's still working with the same weapons. He's still working with the bad line and he's still working with the inconsistent defense. So I'm just really interested to see what dynamic other than, you know, his mobility uh, that he can bring to the table because he wasn't all that accurate in his last game, but he did score a touchdown and he did ignite the offense in ways that Carson hasn't this season. So let me just ask you this. If you just had to, if you had to spitball it right now, who's going to be the quarterback in Philadelphia in the next five seasons? Right now, I we, we have to wait until like a next episode or something. Let me see Hurts play a full game, especially a, dom, you know, a dominant team like the Saints, which everybody was giving up on beginning of the year. I know you remember that. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's just talk about this a little later. Let me see what Hurts does, and then we could talk then. If Hurts, I'm just saying, if Hurts right now, if Hurts does a, at least a decent job, like if the Saints beat you by like no, let's say no, no more than 10 points, that's not bad mm-hmm. for a rookie quarterback. Um, but if Hurts, what happens if, you know, Hurts dominates? You know, he throws three touchdowns, four touchdowns, or he can rush one in, and he can ignite that offense? I don't know. Hurts about to get paid and be on the bench? Or I know you guys owe him a lot of money and his contract is big, but you never know in the NFL. Somebody just might take that deal, how desperate you are. I mean, we, we've seen it before. I mean, you look at, uh, if you remember, Brock Osweiler got all that money and then got traded um, to Cleveland, I believe. But And I don't think he ever saw game action, if I'm not mistaken. But you look at the scope of the situation, and you're right. You know, we, we've seen people trade for quarterbacks who have pretty large or considered abysmal contracts at the time, and then they turn it around and it looked like a completely new player. So that could definitely happen with Carson. Um, if if Jalen ends up coming in on uh, Sunday and he ends up throwing three or four touchdowns, like you say, it's a done deal. Uh, Wentz, Wentz will have lost his job for good if that happens. I'm just letting you know that now. If if he beats the Saints, who are on a roll, the same Saints team who haven't lost a game in the last two seasons without Drew Brees, if he ends up beating that team, I don't know, Wentz is done in Philadelphia. The fans have already turned on him. Doug Peterson might have turned on him already. So if he – and don't get me wrong. I'm not going to turn on Carson just yet because I don't think his story is over in Philadelphia. But if it does happen, it happens. You know, they did. this is the type of thing that happens all the time in the NFL. So it's not going to be the end of the world. We have some exciting things, um, you know, on the team, especially Jalen. But – you know, it's definitely possible. So, you know, we'll have to see. I don't think they're going to end up winning this game. You know, and I hate to say that being a diehard Eagles fan, but if they do, I would be pleasantly surprised. And if they do, again, Jalen will have won the position outright. So if I'm going to go with the prediction on this, I'm going to say, because I think they're predicting a seven-point spread. I think they're predicting the Saints by seven. I'm going to go ahead and say, I see a 
27 to uh, 17 game. I think the Saints win. What do you think? I'm right there with you. Just a little off with the points. Not far. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, if I'm putting money on the game, I'm betting on the Saints. You know what I mean? Saints are have a you know pretty good de- uh, defense. Uh, you know, they don't have Drew Brees. He's out with the rib injuries, but their offense is still not bad. You know, you got Michael Thomas, Kamara, um, a whole bunch of weapons. So, but if I'm putting money on it, of course I pick the Saints. But I like to see rookies, you know, get their you know, get their shot in NFL. You know, it's exciting. Um, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be rooting for you guys a little bit. So I'm gonna say 24, 27 Saints. That's not too bad. I mean, honestly, that's more. That, that's probably. I don't know how likely that is, just because Philadelphia just hasn't seemed to be able to put up points. But uh, anything can happen. If Jalen Hurts comes in and has a, a big effect like he did in the. Second half of that game against the Packers, anything's possible. Um, I, I just don't know what to make of it just because Carson has been beat up this season. Everybody's turned their backs on him, and everybody's kind of casting him aside as, you know, a waste of that contract. You know, regardless of what you think about it, you know, the guy has been absolutely destroyed, and it'll be uh, interesting to see if he gets his job back with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to one of our favorite segments. And that is say with your chest. <laughs> I hope you have something prepared today, Chris, cause we haven't recorded in forever. Um, I, man, I heard, I don't, I don't really have anything to say with the chest, but I heard something today that was like, damn, are you serious? Have you heard about um, a bunch of other states like Texas filed a lawsuit saying that the uh, ballots were rigged, the you know presidential ballots? Yeah, all over people. <laughs> it's it's the Trump, you know, conspiracy theorists that uh, that believe still that he has a shot to overturn. I don't either. Game. You know, everybody got to take an L in life, big dog. You can still run in four more years, right? <laughs> like, just, <laughs> just admit you lost. Yeah, Damn. Just, but I don't know. But uh, the other thing I want to say was, man, are you serious, Ohio? I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of you know this curfew. You got to be home by ten o'clock. That's come on, guys, put your mask on. I got things to do. If I want to take my old lady out, so come on, guys, try to have a date night, movie night, or something. You guys are killing me with this curfew shit at ten o'clock. Yep. Uh, until society can you know just learn to really do what it needs to do and people just do what they need to do and protect their families and ultimately themselves we're still going to be in the same spot until the vaccine is fully you know pushed through and who knows when that'll be i mean they're, they're projecting it to be early next year but we'll have to really see what ends up happening with that but it's just like dude do the right thing do the smart thing and being down here in ohio you know, I've already had to, you know, cancel on doing a couple of things. I haven't been able to meet up with everybody like I would have liked to just because, you know, of testing and possible positive tests with people. So I just had to kind of be smart. And that's what more people need to do. And I think if we could actually, you know, come together and and start doing that, we could turn this thing around much quicker and like other countries have. I feel you. But uh, 
for me, man, I'll tell you one thing that has really, really gotten to me, and that is communication. Uh, I'm not going to point no elbows, but uh, specific somebody who uh, who I am married to. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, we went to go shoot some family portraits today, and my wife, you know, God bless her, I love her, but she decides that you know we're all matching me and the kids, but she's not. She has on a different type of a uh, different type of top. She decides she wants to match it, so she goes out like. I don't know an hour and a half before we have to go to the photo shoot and it ends up making us late and you know for me I just gotta suck it up and just take it because I don't feel like arguing I don't feel like compounding the situation or making it worse so I just gotta kinda you know be silent just let her because she's she's ranting and raving you know she's going off about how she never wants to do this again <laughs> but deep down I know and you know I don't want to be the person to ever say I told you so and I would never do that but it's when you know it's one of those things it's like you knew this was going to happen why did you do it <sighs> so please just make smarter decisions honey <laughs> just, just the, that, that just and thank god dude we were able to take the pictures and the photographer was awesome you know they they worked with us but it was challenging and i had to bite my tongue <laughs> and i just had to take it like a man you know how it is so communicating is just key and as long as you make the right decision in regard to time then we'll be okay but come on babe just just do better. <laughs> it, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't want to call it out, dude. But it was really. It, it, it really bothered me earlier. I just couldn't say it, so I had to vent. This is my safe space to vent. She doesn't watch. She doesn't listen. So <laughs> I think we're cool. But uh, that's my say with your chest. And everybody needs a safe place to vent at, guys. This is just where we like to do it at on Buckeyes in Maryland. But we can go ahead and head back to sports. So, dude, one of the big headlines of this past offseason in NBA, which has gone by just like that, is the current possible trade for James Harden. You know, we already saw Russell Westbrook get shipped out the door for John Wall. But James Harden also requested a trade. And the word is he hasn't reported to practice yet. So... I thought it'd be a little bit fun to do some trade predictions on where you think he might go. Because honestly, I don't think he finishes the season in Houston. I, I feel you on that. I don't think he does either. Um, trade. Ooh, man. James Harden is a, it's a good player. Ah, uh, man. He makes a lot of money in Houston. So it's, it's hard. He's going to pick up that contract. Um, if he wants to stay with that team extra year and, you know, and get another deal. Um, if James Harden really wants to compete for a championship, I'll probably say my number, my top two teams is probably go to Brooklyn or Philly. 
Yeah, I think those two are probably on people's radars at this point, and there's a very good chance that he could end up on one of those two teams. Now, one thing that we have to keep in mind is that, you know, since he is under contract for, the, I believe, the next two years, um, they're not obligated uh, to to trade him at any point this season, but they might if they get a good enough offer. And let's say it is Brooklyn. If Brooklyn decides they're going to take the chance on him, which he's, I think he's already verbalized that he is enticed by the idea of playing with Kyrie and KD. But if they did decide to trade for him, dude, you know how much they would have to include in that trade just to get him? Uh, yeah, a couple of players and a couple of first round picks and some money. Dude, they would have to gut the dang near the whole roster to get James Harden because Houston has all well, I'm, they don't have all the leverage right now, but they are going to want something massive in return for a player like James Harden. So you look at the Nets bench, and not even just their bench, their their whole roster. They have what Karis Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, Jared Allen, still got DeAndre Jordan. Um, you know, they, they got a lot of players to offer in return, but if, if they actually end up entertaining that deal, Houston's going to ask for the whole house. So I just, I don't know how likely that is. I mean, I know James Harden, you know, already said he wants to leave and stuff, but just hear me out. Like James, come on, just give it like one more season, at least one more try. You got to hopefully you got a healthy John Wall. And you got uh you got boogie on your team now. You got cousins. If cousins can stay healthy and John Wall, you guys could be a big three. So you sh- I think you should just give it a try. Yeah, and honestly, dude, I'm I'm really hoping he decides to give it a go at least this season because we haven't seen John Wall in two years, pretty much. And I'm curious to see what he has left. He's not that old, but He's a guy whose game is like predicated on speed and burst and whatnot. But it's in in my opinion, honestly, dude, James uh, John Wall is Russell Westbrook. They're very similar. They do a lot of the same things, and their contracts are pretty much spot on. So I'm I'm hoping they run it back in Houston with James. I hope he stays there. You know, the boogie pickup was good. You know, that's another guy who I feel very, very sad for, you know, unfortunately, just injuries. It's like Isaiah Thomas in in his years with Boston. He got injured. He was up for a big payday, and he never got paid. Same thing with Boogie Cousins. So I'm curious to see what those guys can bring and if they can mesh together because I think a big three of, like you said, a big three of Harden, Wall and Cousins could be pretty good in a way. I don't think it's enough to challenge the Lakers, but I think it's enough to get them to uh, the divisional round or possibly even the Western Conference Finals. So, I don't know, dude. If and if he ends up getting traded to Philadelphia, you know they're gonna Houston's going to ask for Ben Simmons probably. And if you were if you were Houston's GM, would you make that deal? I mean, not just for Ben Simmons. I'm gonna ask for a couple more players. Cause you know they're not gonna trade Embiid and Simmons. It's gonna be one oh. or the other. Oh yeah. I mean, you're probably. I mean, you're not getting Embiid. 
you know, I'd rather keep Embiid than Simmons. I'm, I don't care. I'm, I don't know if the people out there that disagree with me, but I'd rather keep, <laughs> I'd rather keep you Embiid than Simmons. You know how I feel about Ben Simmons. <laughs> no, no, but I, I would ask for a lot more. So, I mean, I'd probably ask for like three or four players um, and probably looking at a potential couple first-round picks, at least two. Yeah, I mean, they definitely – could end up trading for him. They have a pretty good roster right now, but they could definitely, anytime you get a chance to add a player of James Harden's caliber, you do it. No questions asked, but it's just, is this really how James Harden's career is going to end up being? You know, we, he got traded from OKC to Houston and he revitalized that franchise you know we thought a title could possibly materialize but it hasn't i think what has it been there like nine years eight nine years something like that and the farthest that they have advanced is game seven of the western conference finals they came so close i think twice to beating the warriors i mean advancing to the finals but they just couldn't do it they couldn't you know close the deal and they were up in at least one of those series. So that could have been, I guess the, the, the real, the height, their, their highest high, their ceiling. But I'm really hoping, like you said, that they, that they uh, convince him to stay because it's, it's it, watching him play in Houston has been fun, you know, I've even played hero ball over these last few seasons has been pretty pretty cool to see. Because you don't see that a lot in the NBA anymore. No, you don't. Uh, but if I'm going to pick, you know, where he goes to, I'm going to throw a third team out there that uh, <laughs> you'll probably laugh at. But let's say that the Golden State Warriors Ooh, boy. end up saying, okay, I want to get up off of some of these contracts. And, I mean, I'm telling you, dude, what if they decide that they want to trade Clay Thompson or possibly Draymond Green, who are both on max deals right now, if they want to trade one of those guys, or if they want they – they have a huge trade exception right now from KD still. And they have Kelly Oubre. So they and they just drafted James White. So they have some ammunition. What if the Warriors decided they wanted to take a chance and get into the the, the Rockets trade talks? Could you oh. imagine that? Oh man! Oh man! I I would have knew who I'd give up. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, Clay got hurt this year. He's gonna miss another season. I actually like Clay Thompson. I, I mean, I do too. Uh, he to me, he's one of the if he's not, if you don't consider him the best two-way player in basketball, then he's definitely right behind Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, but if I'm if if I'm the Warriors, if I get a chance to get James Harden, hell yeah, I'm gonna trade Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. The only guy, the only untouchable I would have if I'm in with Steph. Uh, okay, yeah, but. Man, that I understand what you're saying. Golden State has weapons to give, but are you really trying to risk it all? Because James can be like, "All right, I'm just gonna play my two year contract, whatever's left on it, and I'm out." 
Like you just you just went all in. That's certainly possible. I mean, that's always like the big the big caveat to any trade like that is that can I convince this guy to sign long term? Um, you know, we've seen it happen in the past. The guy gets traded somewhere and then bolts. I mean, hell, it happened last season with uh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi uh, asked for a trade from the Spurs, and they and he he made it very clear where he wanted to go to. He wanted to go to an LA team. And this is prior, he requested the trade prior to LeBron James even signing in Los Angeles. But when they ended up trading him, they traded him to a team he didn't ask to go to. Granted, he won a title with them, um, but he still bolted the next season to go where he really wanted to go, the Clippers. So the same caveats always apply when you're talking about that type of trade, but I'm telling you, dude, if, if he ended up in Gold State somehow, I'm sure that they could convince him to stay. Um, that's just a hard if you got you're you're gonna be playing next to okay, just look at this. Steph Curry, James Harden. If you get rid of Clay Thompson, that's fine. You got you still have uh Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. You still possibly could have Kelly Oubre and you have James Wiseman. Because I'm I'm thinking that Houston probably would ask for both Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. And a trade like that, and some and some draft picks, so you can have a pretty dangerous starting lineup. Who do you who would you guard? I mean, how are you gonna guard? How are you gonna guard Steph and James Harden? They're gonna shoot from everywhere. They probably exactly inbound parts. It'll be it, I, although Clay Thompson is probably the best pure shooter in basketball right now. James Harden is still by far the superior player. So, I mean, I would make that deal in a heartbeat, but. <laughs> I don't know. That's just scary to even think about. Yeah. Do I even think that will happen? No. But it's certainly fun to think about what could happen. I mean, the season's approaching. We got what? The season's going to start to – some teams got to play the 22nd, 23rd. Yeah, we got about like a week and a half uh-uh. until it starts. I'm very – I'm excited, dude. I know, you know, your Boston Celtics, they uh, they made a couple of roster additions. They lost a couple guys too, but they're still going to be among the top three teams in the East. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, you know, um, you know, we got your boy Tristan. Sad about that. <laughs> you know, Jason Tatum got paid. Jalen Brown got paid last year. So, um, the teams around those two guys, it's not even Kimba. It's it's Brown and Tatum. That's how you got to work your team around. The best part about that is that they're those guys are young, so you yeah. have time to still build around them and add pieces to them. And you know they they've done that this off season. You know they let Gordon Hayward go, and I know you might hate that, but Gordon Hayward, if you ask me, he's overpaid at this point. Until he shows that he can get back to the type of player he was before he got to Boston, which it was very unfortunate. Man, that guy he suffered the injury in his first game after signing that contract. Yeah, against Cleveland, <laughs> but uh, of, of all teams, but uh, but yeah, I'd letting Gordon, Gordon uh, Hayward walk was probably the best option that they had in regards to that. But they have a very dangerous team still. They have a lot of young guys, a lot of good pieces, and a very good coach. So very exciting to see. And the biggest knock on them really was letting not having like a low post presence, like. 
Bam Adebayo bodied y'all last last uh, playoffs. <laughs> so uh, did they try to answer that by getting Tristan, and that might help. I don't know, but we'll we'll see. But uh, another big time storyline. I don't know if you've seen this. I actually just saw this today. Is that Giannis is not apparently focused on signing that supermax contract that he's eligible for. So you got a lot of people out here speculating. Well, hmm, what does that mean? Is, it, is he thinking about not signing and going somewhere else? Yeah, I, um, you think he's gonna stay? I man, I I think I talked to you about I want to say months, weeks ago. I told you during the, before the all season. I said, listen, they can't get Giannis the pieces that he wants, not with the ownership mm-hmm. or you know what the organization thinks they need. It's what Giannis wants. If you can't get what he wants, he out. And I told you, I think Gian, if Giannis is like, I'm not worrying about the money. I really want to get a ring. He's about to pull a KD. And I told you, he's going to go to state. <sighs> that, I'll tell you right now, that is more likely to happen than James Harden going. Uh, there is actually real traction behind that. I hope that's not the case because, you know, that that's a pretty unbeatable lineup right there. You have Steph Curry, you have Klay Thompson, you'd have, you know, I, if they are in, if they end up getting Giannis somehow, of course they're probably going to have to shed some salary or let a couple guys go, unless unless Giannis decides that he's going to sign for like a a cheaper deal, which is certainly possible because KD did that. But um, if he ends up going there, which is certainly possible, there's no way of beating them, man. It's like. Those those KD was in Golden State for three years, right? I think it was like four, but three or four years. Three, yeah, three, three or four years. And barring injury, because I don't care what anybody says, had Clay Thompson not gotten hurt in the first place, had KD not gotten hurt, the Warriors are going to beat the Raptors. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. Um, but they were unbeatable. The point is, during that run, during that stretch, there was it was impossible to beat them. You know, Cleveland did their best. Toronto was on their way to losing, and they, the you know, the NBA, you know, the, the injury gods gave them uh, a clear shot at the title when Clay and KD got hurt, and Boogie too. So they they were as close to unbeatable as we've ever seen. And if Giannis ends up going there, it's going to be the same type of exact situation. There's no way to defend them. They can shoot. They can play defense. And Giannis is a monster in the post. So, I, I mean, I'm, I might be done watching basketball. I know I joke about that a lot, but I'm telling you, <laughs> if the Warriors end up getting Giannis a year from now, I'm done watching basketball. Listen, I ain't playing nobody on 2K. If you want to play with Golden State, you got to give me $100. I'll take an L, but you're going to pay me $100 for you to play with Golden State in my house. Bro, you know, every, if that happens, you know everybody online is going to be trying to play with you. Uh, I ain't playing no more. I'm playing by myself. Exactly. I'm playing franchise all day. <laughs> <laughs> I am, or, or I might start my career or something. But I'm not playing online. And I'm certainly not playing anybody if they decide they want to play with the Warriors in real life. So... No, honestly, I think that if they can, if they make it farther than they did last season, 
I think that he ends up staying because that's a lot of money to turn down. But it's certainly possible that he says, you know, I don't care about the money. I want to win a title. <laughs> and Giannis is, Giannis is still young enough to say, to say that uh, money's not important right now. I'll get money, in, in, you know, in the future. He's still, old, he's still young enough to make that decision, and that could still pay off for him. He could go somewhere like with the Warriors and win a title and then bounce, yeah. like KD did. I mean, exactly. He can do that. Like I agree, he can. He can be like, nope. You know, keep the bucks, keep your money. I'm out. Go, you know, he can go. Not even the Warriors. If I mean, yeah, the Warriors stack team, but that's other teams. What happens? He wants to go to LA and team up with LeBron. Think about that. Or Kawhi. Or yeah, or or he can go to the Clippers and team up with Paul George, or you know, and Kawhi to do a, it, He has a a lot of choices. And if 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 Giannis goes to any of those teams, it's it's a stacked team. Okay. If he if he wasn't even coming to Boston, which is impossible, I'm just throwing it out there. That's 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 overkill. So exactly, he can take a like you said, Giannis is young. He can take a little small deal and get his little one or two rings and be like, "All right, guys, bring in the money." So, and that it's scary to think that he could possibly do that. And I think, sadly, you know. That's another tale of a small market team losing a big time caliber player. So I mean they they had a botched trade this offseason. I mean they did they were able to end up bringing in Drew Holiday, but that's probably not enough to really be serious contenders when you talk about the rest of the East. And that's not even bringing into question you know the the amount of teams in the West that are capable of winning a title. So I don't know. I hope he stays. It's always good to see the small market team keep a big time player. But as the days go by, as you know, and he continues not to sign a contract, it's getting more and more difficult to, you know, see him stay with the bucks. I don't know, man, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, that's definitely tough. On to a, uh, a more lighthearted topic, and that is MVPB. Somebody already joked about who they are. I've already been told who Chris's MVPB is, apparently. Hi. <laughs> uh, so, so I'll let him. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't want to do this on this show, but I've been talking to Max. You know, Max. You know, Max back. You know, back in Ohio. You know, he made. You know, made that long trip. Glad. You know, him and his wife and his daughter. You know, got here safe with you know what the world we live in and every and you know the weather is getting cool. um but on that note mac has been riding this oh well the first thing to say my mvpb is mr mac perry because <laughs> he's been on this carson wentz train and i understand he's been doing good for you the past couple years yes he got a little hurt and it is what it is as far as football, everybody gets banged up. Shit happens. But he's been on his winch train for too, too long. And we have, we've been having a lot of conversations through text on the phone. I told him to stop. So when uh, Mr. Jalen Hurts does a wonderful job and throws these dominant touchdowns and, uh, and kills the Saints, I'm going to rub it in his goddamn face and tell you, Please get off the Carson Wentz train. I appreciate it. 
That's my MVP B of this week, guys. Mr. Mag Perry. Hey, bro, bitch. <laughs> you wrong for that. <laughs> you wrong for that. Oh, man. Oh, man. My MVP B for this week is Doug Pedersen. Ooh. And that's, that's because he knew all along, bro. As soon as he benched Carson, as soon as he benched Carson and he saw Jalen throw that first touchdown, he knew that it was over. And in his press conference after the game, he was non-committal about who he would name a starter against the Saints. Bro, he knew right then and there that he was going to start Jalen. I don't know why head coaches do this. They do it all the time. They they know who are the, who they're really going to start. I mean, there's the logical conclusion possibly that um, you know you want to throw the opposing team off so they don't know who to game plan for. I get that. You, you know, you don't know if you're going to game plan for Carson or if you're going to game plan for uh, Hertz, who is more mobile. But he knew exactly who he was going to start against the Saints. So he's my MVP. I just wish teams and, and head coaches would just be more clear <laughs> and just, you know, say what you test. Don't be afraid to say who, you know, who you're going to try out there. We all knew. We knew it was coming. And I know, you know, I joke about it. And you were dead serious. You knew Jalen was going to end up being the starter. But the point is... Just, just stop. You don't have to lie to us. I already prepared myself mentally for Carson being on the bench. So when I saw the notification come across my phone that Jalen Hurts would be the starter, I was not surprised. But uh, come on down. The price, <laughs> <laughs> the price is right. Doug Patterson, okay? Just, just say what you just. But yeah, he's my MVP for the day. And I can't believe my buddy old pal, my good friend, had the nerve to call me out. I mean, I might be an MVPB next week. We never know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But uh, no, honestly, dude, you called it. Um, I've I've tried to remain, you know, a, a big supporter and believer on Wentz, and I still probably will be. I'm not going to turn my back on him, like I said earlier, but. I am excited to see what Jalen Hurts can bring to the table. And although I don't think they're going to end up winning against New Orleans, I think it'll be a fun game. And I think that uh, it'll be another step uh, forward in terms of development for Jalen. Because a lot of, uh, if you if you watched a lot of the plays from last week, you can see that it, if he doesn't have his first read, he takes off. And while that may work for a little while, teams eventually adjust and they catch up. And if they force Jalen to, you know, to check down or, you know, look at his other reads, they're going to catch up to him very quickly. There's still some people, some big time celebrities and uh, sports personalities who believe Jalen Hurts is not cut out to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't see that, but I think that he, uh, he's got a lot of room for growth in that department. But nonetheless, well, let me. Oh, my bad. I don't want to interrupt. I wanted to. I just thought of something, and I want to leave you on a on a worldwide, I know it's a whirlwind, um, mind blowing, bold prediction. Um, If Cam Newton doesn't sign with the Pats next year, 
We're going for Carson Wentz, baby. He can fit right good in the Belichick system. I promise you that. And he will, he will bring back his career and go to Supo. You know, I, I actually read that that could possibly be a possible landing spot for him earlier. And that actually makes a lot of sense. And I could see that. There's a couple of teams out there that could probably turn Carson's career around. Um, and New England's definitely one of them. I personally... I don't think Cam Newton returns to New England next season. I think Bill Belichick has seen enough. Um, and with his advanced age, you know, Bill's getting older. He's going to want to compete. Um, so what better way to do that than to buy uh, buy low on a quarterback that everybody's out on and who still has immense potential. And he's still pretty young. Wentz is only 27. So I could definitely see him in New England. And if he ends up, bro, if that ends up happening, Y'all got to see <laughs> But let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you this. If y'all end up trading for Wentz, y'all going to have to give up a whole lot. Uh, I hope they release him. <laughs> I hope they just... <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> that's certainly possible. But, it's, man, he's got like a... I think a $61 million cap hit. And the Eagles would be responsible for a lot of that dead cap space if they did outright release them. It's it's possible. The Eagles, I think it'll happen. Even I the Eagles trick him and make him a, you know restructure his contract and then release him. <laughs> that's that's possible too. Um, we've seen that happen, unfortunately. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> I'll tell you, bro. That the day if that ends up happening, I'm gonna have to refer back to this episode. I'm put it out there. But uh yeah. Doug Patterson is my MVPB. And you know, one specific topic that we wanted to include in today's show is one that's uh we don't really talk about video games on this show that much. But an interesting question was posed to me by Chris and that uh, I'll let him take it away. Um, actually, guys, um, if you know all fans out there that's listening, if you play sports games, um, you know if you love 2K, uh, NBA Live, which I haven't played NBA Live since like 2010 when the, <laughs> when Dwight Howard was on it. That's when it was cool back then. Um, I love Madden. I know some people don't like it, but I love it. Um, but let's go to college been a long time since we played any college football and basketball way long it's been a lot longer for basketball i remember having it when uh blake Gri- blake griffin was on the cover that's that's throwback ladies and gentlemen throwback that is throwback that's that's so, like 12 years ago I, <laughs> that was uh, nah, i think it was nice yeah nah, cause i think 08 had kevin love on it Right. So uh, it's throwback, and you know what is NCAA thirteen had Denar Robertson from Michigan. Yeah, he's not even NFL, so (laughs) damn. Um, So my question was to John, you know, Jonathan and uh, Mac was, if you had a choice for your new game system, if you had an Xbox Series X or S or vice versa with the PlayStation Five, you know, physical copy or like the digital version. Um, which one would you pick? You want college hoops to come back or do you want college football to come back? So um, Mac, Mac texted me back and he was like, definitely football. And I get it. You know, he's a big Ohio State fan and 
Uh, of course, he wants to play for Ohio State. I, I get it. I get it. But me, it's been too long. I'm trying to play with UD and put them number one like they're supposed to be in real life. So I I, I vote for uh, uh, college basketball and Mac votes for college football. And um, we want to know what you guys pick, what you guys think, and uh, put your picks in. I, I'm just trying to get an idea. And another thing I want to throw out there is um, we're still trying to figure out this Madden tournament, or if you guys ain't trying to get down with the football, we can do a 2K tournament. Either way, I can throw these TDs on you, or you can catch these buckets for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, this tournament... It hasn't generated a lot of interest yet, guys. So, you know, please, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know what you want to do. I mean, the contest is still out there. You know, the 50th supporter that we get on Anchor will receive a free copy of um, NBA 2K21 on whatever console they want. We'll just send it right to you. But again, you have to be a supporter on Anchor, and you can do that for as little as $1 a month. Um, you know, we're very appreciative of any, you know, support that we may have and it keeps us able to continue to, you know, put content out and things of that nature and upgrade our content, to be honest. Uh, so, you know, please do go ahead and sign up and, you know, enter for a chance to win that 2K. But, uh, and back to your, back to the topic at hand, dude, I'm, I definitely wholeheartedly would take NCAA football over NCAA basketball just because I don't know, but I don't, I'm, I'm really big on franchise mode and things of that nature. So I remember in the old NCAAs, you could pretty much build a program from the ground up and even create your own team um, and do the scouting and everything like that. So I, I would think that in today's world, you know, with the technology advancements made to gaming, especially on the PS5 and the new Xbox, dude. I think it would be awesome to see that make a return. And I know there's a big hurdle in order for them to do that. Um, but I, it would just be dope to see to me because I'd want to, I'm one of the types of dudes that like to build their own program. Um, obviously, you know, you it's all player likenesses in those games. It was never a name. Like I remember playing with quote unquote <laughs> Terrell Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> in those games because they couldn't use his name, but you knew it was him. Had the same number and everything, same same uh, height and weight. But I'd definitely like to see NCAA football return. And I, I did like college hoops, but I, I got 2K to hold me over on that. There's a lot of features in Madden you just can't do that you could do in those NCAA games. But what? Why? Why? I mean, why it's like the same thing you? you're saying. You know, you can build a university from the ground up. I can play with. Let's say, you know, I'm a big Dayton Flyers fan, you know, Flyers fan. Uh, but I can just pick a nobody school out of because you know there's more college. Uh, I think there's more college teams on hoops than it is football because you know a lot of college, a lot of college teams on yeah, fields right. and stuff. But uh, I can play with a nobody team be a coach for a couple years and be end up being a number one. See, and, uh, it, and you could do the scouting, you could do all that. And especially when you get the March Madness, all the hype. So, you know, you can play these tournament games. So I think college hoops is fun and it's been longer 
you know, not to play college troops in his college football. No, you're definitely right about that. And <laughs> it was, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was fun. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing either one return, but if I had to pick, I'm still taking football, but I can see why you'd want to do basketball. And by the way, let me just, I had to say this cause we haven't, by the time that we've actually gotten on here and record, we haven't actually talked about it. I'm still pissed that Cleveland didn't draft Obi Toppin. I, it was right there. They could have kept the kid in Ohio and they definitely could have used it for, you know, fan attraction and whatnot and scoring. So I'm still pissed. About I don't even that. want to talk about the draft. They drafted weak. Drafted, I can't even remember. We dropped some dudes from out of Vanderbilt, a point guard of Oregon. We had better players on the draft board. So I, I don't know what the hell happened there, but let's see what happens this year. Yeah, I think Boston will be fine. And I think Cleveland is actually going to, you know, I've been preaching this, uh, but I think Cleveland's actually going to surprise a lot of people. And I think I actually said to you a couple of days ago, I think Cleveland's going to end up in the playoffs this year. <laughs> but uh, I, I would have rather seen them draft OB Top and Isaac Okoro. Nothing against Isaac Okoro because he's a hell of a defensive player. But I would have just personally my fandom, you know, to UD and, um, you know, to the Cavaliers in general, I would have just liked them to have kept the kid in Ohio. Um, with that being said, we're going to move on to the last topic of the day. And that is, man, dude, the Browns have a shot at really making some serious noise in the playoffs. These guys haven't been, haven't been to the playoffs in 18 years. Listen, I don't really root for Ohio points. teams. I'm putting that out now besides the Dayton Flyers. But I'm excited. To see, I'm a big Patriots fan, guys. You can't tell me otherwise, all right? We stick to the six right now, a.k.a. tune in to tomorrow night. We're whipping that Rams ass in L.A. I said it here first, ladies and gentlemen. But the Browns, <laughs> whoo, um, even though they lost, you know, OBJ, they still doing good. And uh, I, I, Baker's looking a lot good. Baker, I, I got told everybody who's a Cleveland Browns fan, I don't care what team you play. I said Baker was trash last year because of Freddie's kitchen. He sucked as a coach, and he didn't know what he was doing with his players. So, Baker Mayfield's looking like the old Baker Mayfield look like college. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I really didn't know what to make of Baker coming into, uh, coming into this season just because he looked terrible under Freddie Kitchens last year. But like you said, that's probably more so of Freddie Kitchens not really knowing what the heck to do with the talent around him and being – dude had virtually no coaching experience at that level. So it was expected that he would falter, and he did. But nonetheless, the Browns are 9-3 and three and have a real chance at uh, – chance of beating some tough teams – in the playoffs this season. And although, you know, they they let the foot off the pedal, off the gas, this last game against Tennessee and almost lost, it was still pretty cool to see Baker Mayfield throw four touchdowns in the first half. Um, you, you were spot on with the college uh, because he did look like Baker Mayfield in college at Oklahoma. So you haven't seen that in a while, probably not since his rookie season. Hurt. Let me ask you this. Do you think... Do you think the Browns are better off without? Ah, 
That's a tough question, man. I, I, I mean, they're winning games. I, I don't know how to answer that. You know, Odell's Odell. He's always going to be a top-name receiver. Um, I can say this. He's not staying with the Browns. He's out. No matter what, no matter what happens with the Brown season, if by, you know, some miracle they win the Super Bowl, make it to the AFC Championship or something like that, he out. Um, so watch out, ladies and gentlemen. OBJ is hitting the market this offseason. Um, but I do want to say this. What would happen? And I, this is like crazy. It's probably the craziest thing you ever heard in your life right now. One of the craziest things. What would happen if the Steelers lose three more games and the Browns beat them and they end up being in first place or winning the division? You have a lot of a lot of upset Steelers fans. I don't know about you, but is it just me or are there more Steelers fans in Ohio than ever now these days? I don't know why. Are there so many Steelers I don't know, fans in Ohio? but um. Like I told you, uh, oh, about, about a year ago, I went to my first NFL game. It was uh, the Patriots at Cincinnati, and I'm like, you know, I've never been to the first, you know, I've never been to an NFL game, and um, there was more Patriots fans than Cincinnati Bengals fans. It got so bad, I heard Brady. I thought it was, I thought I was in Foxborough. I shit, I, I swear, shit you not. It's probably like ninety. 90, 90, 95% Patriots fan, like 5% Bengals fans. You could tell they was like Bengals. Yeah, because, you know, the Bengals fans was like at the front because they looked like uh, uh, season ticket holders, but it got bad. Even before the game started, the whole, like you could tell the whole stadium shake because everybody was like chanting Brady and Patriots and all that. Like when we scored a touchdown or, you know, Gil, you know Stephon Gilmore had those two picks, so I could feel the whole stadium shake. Under me, dude. I don't. Well, that's probably just because, and that was before. Obviously, they drafted Joe Burrow, but New England carries fans pretty, pretty, uh, pretty well. Just because when you when you have been a dynasty for the last twenty seasons, and you've had what six Super Bowls, you've won six Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and you've been to nine. Um you're going to be able to have fans all over the world and all over America, really. But their fans travel pretty well. But back to your prediction. If somehow the Browns end up winning the uh, the division, uh, Browns fans are going to be <laughs> relentless. <laughs> They're going to be unbearable. You're going to hear Baker Mayfield for MVP chance. You're going to see some outrageous stuff. And although I don't think Baker should even be mentioned no. in the top ten in MVP race, he still is being he's de- definitely played very well. And they're they're going to have a decision to make on his fifth year option, and possibly to sign him early to a max extension. Same way that uh, Los Angeles did with Jared Goff and Philadelphia did with uh, Carson Wentz. So they, they got a decision on their hands. But I don't care what anybody says. If Baker Mayfield ends up winning a playoff game for Cleveland. I don't pay that man. He deserves the money because the Browns have not been to the playoffs in 18 years. They haven't had a winning season since 2007. And they are really climbing to heights that we haven't seen them do. And really in our lifetimes, honestly. So, um, yes, they have a lot of talent. You could probably, honestly, if you, 
you can probably find a better quarterback and throw him in that system and he'd be just as successful or if not more successful. But Baker Mayfield has been really good this season um, despite the injury to Odell. And to be honest with you, I'll go, I'll be on record saying it. I think that chemistry wise, I think they're better off without Odell Uh, because if you notice in those games that they had together, even dating back to last season, um, Baker was forcing a lot of targets to uh, to Odell. And he'd be like taking turns between Odell and Jarvis Landry. But this season, you know, without Odell, he's using all of his targets. You know, you got guys like Rashard Higgins having career years. And, uh, you know, they have a terrific running game. That really is the star of the show right there. Their, their running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, I agree. Yeah, really that's beats. like, you know, that's a one-two punch right there. Um, they can both catch it, you know, from the backfield and they can run up, you know, run up the middle right at you um, with no problem. Um, Payne, but I want to get back to what you said about Payne Baker Mayfield. That would be, I mean, I can see the fifth, you know, fifth-year option, but max contract, especially if you're saying, if you're saying winning, winning a playoff mm-hmm. game, that would be tough because if the season ended tonight, right now, and it, and it ended, they're either going to go, depending on, you know, we got four more weeks into the season, but they're either going to go travel to Pittsburgh or they're going to travel to Kansas City, and that's tough. I think they can beat Pittsburgh. Kansas City, I think, if Patrick Mayhomes is on game, it's very hard to beat him anytime. They have so many weapons. But, a dude, Cleveland has just as many weapons as Kansas City does. Uh, but clearly Baker Mayfield is not on the same level as May Holmes is. So if they end up going to Pittsburgh, I would predict them to win that game, honestly. I mean, we just saw the Washington football team beat them. (laughs) But um, I think that Cleveland, just honestly, I'm sticking by it. If, If they end up winning one playoff game, no matter who the opponent, they're going to end up paying Baker, and I think he deserves it just because of how long it's been since they've been in that position and how many quarterbacks have gone through those those doors and have started for them. They've had over like 20, almost 30 quarterbacks start since well, the last time they made I, don't, playoffs, I mean, I, I take that back. I, I meant like playing Pittsburgh and uh, playing Kansas City like an AFC championship. I'm thinking far, but they're the fifth seed. So right now I think they'll what? You'll play the uh, fourth seed? Yeah, the Browns. The Browns, uh, yeah, I think that's still the same because because one is on by three two plays seven, three plays so, six. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think four the plays fourth five. place uh, team right now, and don't quote me on this. It's 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 like a neck and neck tie between the Colts and Tennessee. We saw what they just did to Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I and honestly, I think Tennessee ends up winning that division, but. Uh, well, like you said, we've seen what they just did. Um, they almost let that game slip away from them. They took their foot off the pedal, but they are capable of beating anybody. If, they're, if their running game is working well, if Baker's on, they're capable of beating just about anybody outside of the Kansas City Chiefs. So um, they, they're, the point is that they're in a position they haven't been in in a while, and it's really good to see them 
shine finally. <laughs> you know, at least one of the teams in Ohio is. Uh, Cincinnati, they found their quarterback of the future, but they're a long way away from playoff contention. So um, that's going to do it for today's show, guys. Uh, like Chris said, please, we're going to go ahead and put a poll out there. Please let us know what you would rather see come back, uh, NCAA football or college hoops. Um, those are two of the best sports games, sports franchises uh, ever made. You know, sucks that we haven't had them for, you know, for college hoops. The last college hoops. Was yeah, so right. I know Blake Griffin was on it. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't seen that in almost 10, 11 years. The last college football game was like six, seven years ago. So we definitely would love to see one of those, one of those two games, if not both back, let us know which one you'd rather see come back. Um, if you want to be eligible to receive that free copy of NBA 2K21 on a console of your choice, first of all, you have to sign up and be a supporter on Anchor for as little as $1 a month. Um, the 50th person to do that will get that copy. Um, hit us up on Facebook you know, or Twitter um, about the Madden or 2K tournament. Um, we're just trying to generate some interest in that because you know, we want some fan interaction. And we consider ourselves to be some of the best Madden players around. <laughs> Chris is probably a little bit better 2K player than I am, but... Uh, Madden, we consider ourselves to be some of the top players around, and John too. But you got to reach out to us so we can set that up. Um, and with that being said, uh, you guys have a good night.